Are we live? We're live again. Can we verify that, please? Can you? Hello. Can you see. Oh, they can't call. Can, can they hear can't us? Talk back. They cannot talk back. <laughs> All these years on radio, I never figured that out. How can I not hear them? She's checking. So we're not saying anything. So well, we uh, we need to be talking. We're on, we're on, we're on. Then they can hear us. So that's all good. Everybody can hear it. All these years of radio, I never figured that out. How can I not hear it? Well, we are. I just, uh, I just remember saying that. That's crazy. Is, so it's a delay of some sort? We're on, we're on, we're on. Then they can hear us. So that's all good. Everybody can hear it. Get him to call in. And... Uh, we're getting a news guy to call in. And then we're going to get Bob Zaney at some point this yeah, morning? Yeah, in about five minutes, Bob Zaney's going to be on the broadcast. We're here at Sigourney on the square. Market on the square. Market on the square. Where uh, you need to stop in. All right, well, I'm going to introduce your, you here. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, it's the top of the hour news with Clay Foley and the Foley Report. Clay's a comedian from originally from Keokuk, Iowa. Hey, Dave. Am I, am I on? You're on. Oh, hello, Dave. Hello, round guy. Hi. How you doing, brother? I've, I've never met you before. I feel like I need to be a little bit more formal. I don't know. Guy sounds a little too informal. <laughs> you call me whatever you want. <laughs> we'll get to the news. So, so Dave, I've, I've, uh, scoured, I've scoured the uh, internet, the most reputable news sources on the internet, internet from uh, you know Twitter to uh, TikTok, and I've rounded up some news stories from, from yesterday and today, from some weird news stories, and I'd like to give you my take on them, if that's okay. Okay. We insist on it. Uh, okay, we're going to counter the daily deluge of serious news with stories of bizarre and silly, and it's a segment that we call Fully Informed. Okay, over 2,500 women recently converged on McGarrimore Beach in Ireland to set a new Guinness World Record. The crowd of females stripped down, they waded into the sea, and they earned the record for largest gathering of skinny dippers. <laughs> oddly, enough, oddly enough, though, a second world record was set that very same day. Most men on a beach with binoculars. <laughs> <laughs> in more women news over the weekend 180 women competed in Lithuania's annual world's longest hair competition and on Monday the hotel that hosted the event competed in the world's nastiest shower drains competition <laughs> and, fi and finally guys we're, we're all almost to the end of the first ever fully informed <laughs> report uh, and finally, a Missouri poacher, this hits a little bit closer to home because it's in the Midwest, a, a Missouri poacher has been ordered to watch the movie Bambi as part of his sentence for a scheme to illegally kill hundreds of deer. David Barry Jr. was ordered to view the Disney classic at least once per month during his jail sentence for what uh, conservation agents have called one of the largest deer poaching cases in Missouri history. Currently, Barry is in the Lawrence County Jail being introduced to his cellmate, coincidentally nicknamed Thumper. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. Thanks, Clay. 
Clay will be back at the top of the hour at 11 with another Foley report. We'll, we'll see you back here at 11. Thanks, guys. Okay. Good, good stuff, brother. All right, two minutes That's from now, good. we're going to get uh, the great Bob Zaney. Now, uh, if you don't know who Bob Zaney is, Bob Zaney is a guy that's spent decades in show business, and he's conquered every media. He's uh, He was on the as a writer for The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, Iowa's greatest comic, next to Round Guy. Uh, he was on uh, the radio with the Bob and Tom Show, doing the Zaney Report for decades. Uh, he's been on television. I mean, he's just done absolutely all of it. We're, he he used to do the uh, Jerry Lewis telethon. Yeah, he took over the Jerry Lewis telethon too. Yeah. He was one of Jerry Lewis's right hand guys. An interesting fella, Bob Zaney. Now, some people are saying, Bob Zaney. Can that be a real name? And no, it's not his real name. But he certainly lives up to the Zaney part. Are we, yes. on? Are we still on? Yeah, we're still on. We're still on. Okay. I'm See anxious Bob to talk him. to Bob. You're calling him now? He's calling in here. He's calling in here. I, I worked with him probably, started working with him probably uh, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, something like that. I remember, uh, interestingly enough, I, I, didn't, I didn't care for him uh, initially. You didn't? No, I... I picked him up at the airport. We were going to go doing a gig in Cedar Rapids. And he was a little cranky to me. And and so, in, I mean, thankfully that changed. And he was a wonderful fella and, and respectful and everything. I think I just met him at a time where he was Here he comes. kind of uh, feeling a bit. Bob, you're on the air with the round guy here in Sigourney, Iowa. Market on the square. We're on the square here in Sigourney, Promoting the business, uh, trying to keep uh, Kim's business here going and uh, help everything else out. We understand you got a new uh, dry bar comedy thing you want to tell us about. Yeah, I'll tell you about that in a second. I'm just concerned. I'm just uh, concerned where you're actually at. We're right in front of the store, Market on the Square, right across from the courthouse. Isn't that where you also ask for money from strangers? Yes. It, it, yeah. Yes. Right around the town square, and in particular, the courthouse. Cause hey, we round guy, how you doing? Tickled to talk with you, Bob. It's been a long time. It's been a long time, and tickled right back. And it's good to see that you and Dave have finally uh, made up and are back together Reunited. again with that team. Yeah, we, we reconciled so our good. divorce. We've kissed and made up, just yeah, like you and, and I did. Dave, learn not to talk over people, and you're going to do a great job in this radio business. <laughs> uh, too late. So I'm excited. Thank you guys for having me on, and it's exciting that you're out and about and beautiful. Uh, is it downtown uh, Des Moines, or where are you at? Sigourney, Iowa. Where? Sigourney, Iowa. Actually, it's not. your car broke down? It's spelled like Sigourney Weaver, but it's Sigourney. Just like Nevada? It's oh, like yeah, Nevada. Nevada. It's very much like Nevada, Iowa. Okay. And that's where your car broke down, Dave, and that's where you're living for the week until they <laughs> find the part? We're, we're on these benches. It's our new home. All right. You know, I, again, I, I've done like three jokes. I'm getting nothing here. So I, it's just like a, like a serious uh, NPR interview of some sort. Are we going to talk about global warming? 
We yeah. can. We it's can. up to you, Bob. Bob, it, it's whatever you want to do. Well, you know, here's the thing, guys. Uh, the Dry Bar Comedy Special, you go to drybarcomedy.com. It's, it's, you're going to love this round, guy. It's entitled, I Think I Handled That Well. Okay. And uh, I, I, just like just now with you guys. Um, and uh, you can watch it there and like it. And also on YouTube, they've rebranded the whole thing, and it's called The Most Sarcastic Comedian, which I, I don't know how they came up with that. Oh, yeah, I, could, I can't believe it. Yeah, because, you know, I'm all about love. I'm about people. I'm a people person deep down. Yes. Yes. So what? Uh, this is interesting. I had uh, I, I met the overachiever guy, and he looked exhausted. I said, sir, you should get some sleep. He said, I'll sleep when I die. I uh, said, why don't you go to bed early? Uh, <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Uh, uh, because I love people. It, it, you know, when it's who you are, you can't stop it. No. You can't turn it off. No. This is exciting, too, guys. I will be filming at the end of the month another dry bar comedy special because this one's been so uh, popular, and it's just going to be revolving around uh, the Zany Report. We're going to do a whole bunch of Zany Reports. They're going to just keep putting out there to the kids. The Zany Report. That's that's known yeah. nationwide with the Bob and Tom show, correct? Yeah. And when Round Guy did Radio with Lou and, and, and Heather, I used to do Bob Zany alone at the movies. Do you remember that? I remember it like it was yesterday. I wish we were still doing it. Well, again, you were you were ready to get out of there, and now you regret that decision. Well, it wasn't totally my decision, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of that. I, I've been in radio, and it's nothing about positive, happy outcomes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, our situation was very unique. It may well be the only time it's happened, but... Uh, the uh, Big Shots came in and had a good many things to say about our show, none of which were uh, positive, apparently. Yeah. Well, that's that's when you have to really worry in life is when they come in and say, I don't know what we do without you. Well, they're going to sure find out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we heard your last show, and it was. <laughs> that's a good line. I yeah. like that round guy. So, Go ahead and use it, Bobby. Are you taking notes? No. Hey, Bob, you is work David with... Is still uh, there or did you send him out for donuts? Yeah, I'm still there. Hey, Bob, you work with uh, Iowa's greatest comic ever, Johnny Carson. What was that like? I never worked with him, so it was fantastic. Oh, I thought you were a writer or something on that. Or... No, no, that was a little before my time. I did, I was a messenger in Hollywood. And I did deliver to the Tonight Show bungalow uh, messages and letters and packages, and then I take them out to Johnny Carson's house in Bel Air on St. Cloud. But that's as close as I got to Johnny. Of course, Ed McMahon, for many years, I worked with him on the Jerry Lewis telephone. I was on Star Search. We did a Roseanne episode together. So more, more Ed McMahon than Johnny. And, of course, I did the Tonight Show with Jay uh, many years later. You were great on Roseanne with that. You're Delivering the baby, and you oh. had a doctor of catcher's mitt. That was funny. Listen, let me tell you something about this, about that. Uh, I can actually say I've played a doctor on TV. That's true. And if anybody's seen my uh, my documentary, Close But No Cigar, which is available on Amazon.com, uh, we're in Galesburg, Illinois, and they have the Bob Zaney Parade, and it actually rains on my parade, round guy. Oh, that's appropriate, huh? 
So now I can say I played a doctor on TV, uh, someone's rained on my parade. I mean, I, I'm a walking cliche. Well, hopefully that'll clear up. Bob, one thing you may uh, notice here about the lovely uh, town of uh, Sigourney, and that is that no vehicle here has a muffler. <laughs> that um, is true. A muffler shop in I this town would kick ass. Well, listen, I, I, well, maybe you should open one up with Dave, and Dave could actually install the mufflers, and you could be the guy that sells them. And by the way, I think once they get the Internet, they're going to hear about mufflers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Let's We're hope hoping so. for that. Let's hope so. Did you... Uh, that interweb is taking the country by storm from what I understand. Yeah. So you were in a blockbuster movie with Matt Damon called uh, The Informant, I believe. Yes. Can you tell us about the character? And he was in the Midwest. Was it Wisconsin or Iowa? Or ADM's no, big it was here. Decatur, Decatur, Illinois. Decatur. And... Uh, I played his attorney, and all my scenes are with Matt, and and I think I made him a better actor. Well, oh, I'm sure of it. He, he did turn out pretty well. Yeah. And I think uh, the movie actually did get uh, nominated for an Oscar for something, but it wasn't for Best Picture. But that's kind of cool to say I'm in an Oscar-nominated film. It was you know, the Oscar mention, one. You know, no. Joe Dirt. I mean, I'm in Joe Dirt, and every, I play man number one, but everybody around guy who saw the movie thought it was number two. Joe Dirt. Yeah, that was a great movie. And why you were overlooked for an Oscar in that film, I'll never know. Probably because I had three lines, but look, here's the point. Yeah, Joe Dirt. <laughs> My actual job title, because it happened at a radio, I was a radio executive who was being a, you know, one of, uh, a big ass. What are the odds? I, it's not like I ever met one. That's, that, that's called typecasting. Yeah, really. Well, it's called <laughs> it's called synergy. I see. Yeah, but it's very exciting, and uh, you know, I've, and uh, I did another film. It was uh, Eric Roberts and Nia Peoples, who I went to high school with, called Twenty Three Minutes to Sunrise. Sun, yeah, Sunrise. And uh, that was an interesting film. Uh, Nia Peoples, the actress, uh, singer, we went to high school together. And uh, what was it, 30 years later, we end up uh, starring in the film together, playing husband and wife. What are the odds of that? That's crazy. That's it, it's crazy talk. She used to give me rights to school. She was a year behind me. She graduated in 80, and I graduated in 79. But uh, we would do shows together in the beginning at the Ice House in Pasadena. And uh, then she went her way and became very, very successful. And I went my way, and I'm on your show. Well, I, listen, you don't even need to thank us for that big break in your career. Well, don't worry. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. I mean, and I'm not even going to Dave Johnson's Facebook page to say I'm a member of the cast. That is, uh, well, yeah, we just appreciate you being here with us. It's what are some nice. of these, so when, these, these people? What's the, what I... I, and I, when you're with Matt Damon, when you're with uh, uh, the Do Eric Joe, Roberts, Joe Dur, Eric Julia Roberts' David brother, uh, what are they like? I I was in a movie, uh, you know, years ago, and they said uh, uh, Timothy Oliphant was the star, and the yeah. scene I had with him, the producers and all the gophers around the set just said hey don't look at him don't talk to him 
uh, it, you know, that generally is the feeling I get when you're around some of these Hollywood uh, big shots. What are they like well, at, after that? Off stage. That was, I think that was the same direction you got from the, the radio people with Lou and Heather. And don't look at them, don't talk to them, and that's probably why you're not on the air anymore. That's undoubtedly part of the reason. And, and uh, I I never, I've, never been, I've never been told that, uh, round guy. You know, they're just people, you know, and they all got their own things. And in fact, my scenes with Matt were in an office. And we were in the office alone together, and we, we were just chatting before the scene was supposed to happen. And he says, I like it when a director directs me. And, you know, I, I'm sitting there, and I, and I go, uh, Matt, I don't know if you're being sarcastic or not, because I, I really don't know you. He says, no, they don't, like, they don't usually direct me, and I want them to so I can go home. Ah, speed it up a little, because, right? You know, because, like you said, some stars think that they're such, you know, their their number two doesn't stink. Notice right. how I clean that up. Yeah, it's very good. I I just clean that up. Dave, again, did you take a note on how to clean things up? I, I I've always been observant of how you do things, and I've learned a lot from it because I made a lot of mistakes Listen. prior to meeting you. Well, that's well, not uh, yeah. entirely true. I'll tell you why that's that's true, Bob. A moment ago, before we get on the air, he turned to me and said. You know, Bob is full of number two. So he did. So he learned to say that yes. as opposed to the actual word. He again, is. I, I I drop these little bombs of advice all over the place. I don't know if they're going to go off or not. And I'm glad to hear it went off. Oh, solidly. Yeah. So well, uh, you know, uh, I, I I think it's exciting that you two finally found each other. Uh, was it through a dating app? Was it Farmers Only? Uh, I, I called him after not calling him for a year, and he answered the phone. Well, that was well. I couldn't. I could. I didn't have my glasses, so I couldn't see the, the caller call ID. ID. All you thought was Keith West. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> now, so, uh, where, where, where is is this like an actual radio show, or is this a podcast? It's a podcast and a Facebook Live. So we're live right now on Facebook, and I'm a member of the cast. That's it. You're the you're well, that's the exciting. you're the the go-to guy. You're you're the whole thing. The reason people are are, are tuning in. Wow, I hate to see those numbers. It yeah. may Look, be the reason this, this fellow in the now, round guy, truck. You're, you're gonna love this. You know, there's a uh, an app out there called Macari.com. M-E-R-C-A-R-I.com. Have you heard of it? I don't. I, I think I, I have. I think I've heard of it. I'm not familiar with it. Well, I have my own store there, and I'm selling off my memorabilia over the years. You're a big fan of memorabilia and also showbiz stuff, and you can go there and buy things. I got my comic books and, and football and baseball cards. I'm about to list some Star Wars trading cards in 1977 up there at the site, and uh, folks can go there and buy stuff that I actually own since childhood. I'll tell you what, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. I'll tell you what I'm really looking for, Bob. Perhaps you can help me. Yeah. Uh, what is it, the runaway pine cake? The runaway pizza. <laughs> well, it, it, the problem is it was round, guy, and it, it, it just went off and it never stopped. No. Say it ain't so. so. What are you looking for? Are you looking for something? Because you're very instrumental in finding the runaway pancake for my wife. Uh, she just yelled, thank you. Well, I was happy to help. Uh, 
I'm looking, I, you know what, it's, you know, I collect sports memorabilia, so what, uh, baseballs, autographed baseballs? No, but I do have mine, uh, actual, and then their autograph. Oh, all right, well, that would be, uh, I'm concerned that it, it may be too pricey. What are you, what are you charging for a, <laughs> an, an autographed baseball of Bob Zaney? Well, it is, it is part of the family, family jewels. Look, <laughs> here's the thing. Uh, uh. I don't really have, you're into more of the stuff that's unique that you can know really it's hard to find, correct? Correct. I've got some more of the mass-produced stuff, you know. Uh, you know, I do have, which I haven't put up because it's hard to prove. I have a 1989 uh, FLIR unopened box of baseball cards, and in the card is that Billy uh, Ripken card where at the bottom of his bat someone wrote something obscene. Do you remember that? Vividly. Well, I actually have an unopened box that has that card in one of those packs, if not a bunch of those packs, but there's no way to prove it. I, I remember when that first happened, they pulled the cards off the shelf, but I was in Avenel, California, in the middle of nowhere, and I I, felt, I saw three boxes in this store, and I bought them up, so they're there, and I've opened up that first two, and I found them, so they are in there. I want that box of FLIR cards, Bob. And I'm serious. Well, it's very it'll be very expensive, uh, round guy. Well, uh, the price uh, of that card, of which I have several. In fact, yeah. I have one that is encased in in a plastic uh, holder, and it's uh, rated a, a mint ten, which is you the got a ten mint ten. That's hard to get, isn't it? Yes, it is. They're uh, very picky. You know what I have? I have a Steve Garvey baseball card that I keep in plastic so it doesn't get the other cards pregnant. <laughs> or or beat up. Or uh, beat up. Uh, he was, didn't beat people up, did he? He beat his wife up. He did? Yeah. Uh -oh. Steve Garvey hey, was the first one to be accused of assaulting his wife. Wow. He's a little ahead of his time. Know. Yeah. I, I, next time I run into him, I won't say how's the wife. I, know, I already know. Yeah. She's in mortal fear. Well. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I have a bunch of that stuff. And uh, I've been, uh, ever since the pandemic, I've been selling stuff off and going through my stuff. So it's kind of cool. I got some great comic books for sale, too. Uh, the World's Finest. I got a Twilight Zone comic book up there. You got to go check it out. It's at Mercari, M-E-R-C-A-R-I.com. And just go, I think you type in at Bob Zaney and my store should come up. Are you selling that uh, 89 FLIR box on that site? Not yet, because now that I know you're interested, we should probably talk off phone. Yes, I And insist. when I say that, I mean by telegram. I, <laughs> Pony Express. So you can, yeah, when you when you send me a telegram, I'd like to buy that box of Flair '89 baseball cards, and I'll write back, "Stop." That's that's, that's a the telegram. That yeah. was a telegram joke. And then I won't I won't bother you again. I hear I get that telegram yeah. says stop. Yeah, uh, that's how that works. You know, what I do have is I have, and I've kept it. I have one unopened pack of Kiss trading cards with the bubble gum still in it. See, that's what I. I was kind of mixed up as a kid. I used to uh, buy the cards, uh, collect the gum, collect the gum, and then throw the cards away. That is backwards. <laughs> Dave? I'm here.
that was funny. I agree. I agree. Okay. Well, you know, that was the whole premise of trading cards, though. They uh, was just a, a way to sell gum. Sure. They didn't care about the cards back in the old days. They just put them in there to entice people to buy their, their, their gum. Ooh, so smooth. what you said is really more to the truth than actually funny, round guy. Well, it's, uh, well, not quite. again, it's... You probably do some of the best factual humor out there. I do, uh, uh, I do, uh, like, uh, you know, selling off of showbiz memorabilia. I did sell off of the script to the informant. Someone bought that. That's cool. Were you, did you, were you kind enough to autograph it for them? Of course I did. I, I'm, but the thing is, the person that bought it returned it and said, is there any way you can take this off? <laughs> Yeah, that was another good one. <laughs> hey, Bob. Now, here's another. Here's another uh, for people out there who don't understand. When I, when people ask me for autographs, I just sign my name, and they want you to go into this long, involved story. And I say, look, you're going to get more money for this one day with just my name versus two P. Love you. You're the best, Bob Zaney. Yeah, that's true. And, do you, yeah, I've got a couple of those two P from Bob Zaney t-shirts. Hey, Bob, uh, did you ever work with Foster Brooks? Or you have any impressions of Foster Brooks? I always thought he was one uh, of the best. Here's my impression. Yeah, I have an impression of Foster Brooks. <laughs> that is dead on. That was dead on. <laughs> no, I never worked with Foster Brooks. I did work with Red Buttons. Oh, you did? And Milton and Milton Burl and Jan Murray. I, I did some roasts at the Friars Club in the uh, early, uh, the late 80s, early 90s. So I got to work with those guys. That was kind of cool. Oh, but, well, do, you, do you got any stories about them? What was that? Do you got any stories about Milton Burrell or any of those? Milton Burrell is interesting. I, you know, I always had cheap cigars, but I decided to bring a really nice cigar to the roast because I knew I was going to be, you know, meeting Merton, Milton. And I was trying to cut the cigar, and I didn't know how to do it, because cheap cigars, you don't have to do that. And he grabbed it from my hand. Let me show you how it's done, kid. And he cut my cigar for me, so. That's a pretty cool story. My... And the other thing is about those comics is that I realized because they came from the generation of being uh, having to be clean on stage, they were filthy off stage Because they didn't have that you know, outlet of being, you know, able to just be real. Have you, have you ever I slipped that up? that was a great story, and I'm glad that we have a pause. Maybe, did we go to commercial? No, we're no, not we're, doing commercials No, we're yet. still here. Were you, when we were doing radio, there were a couple of times that we would have a phone interview, and the guest would forget there was... Uh, no delay or you know and 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 use some profanity in fact one time yes one time it was lou's father that dropped an wow. f-bomb and and i thought that was the funniest thing that ever happened but do you have any story similar to that where you were uh you forgot where you were and you dropped a a, a word or two that that they got after you about well I'll tell you, the, the, one of the first stories is when I was a DJ in 1983, and I, I think I was like 20, and I was on KLOS radio in Los Angeles, and they hired me to be a DJ after being popular with the morning show. Sound familiar, round guy? Vaguely. Anyway, uh, so they hired me, and I got the 1 to 5 a.m. slot on Saturday night, 
to start out as a DJ to learn, you know, to learn the tricks of the trade. And the first night I'm on, you know, I kind of lied to him. I knew how to run the board, which I didn't. And the first night I'm on, they had the old DJ, Steve Downs. I'll never forget. He was a great guy. He was like one of those DJs that, you know, were, was a real deep rock and roll DJ. And uh, he was sitting behind me with a beer. And I, I started messing up, and I said the F word on the air. Uh-oh. And, yeah, and then we went to commercial, and he said, don't worry, I'll go to the master tape and erase it. And he did. But no one was listening either, so that was the other good part. Well, and yeah, usually that... by the time, those hours, by the time you get off the air, like 4 to 5 a.m., I started playing songs that weren't on the playlist because I was so bored. For example... Well, I, I like to play uh, Gilbert O'Sullivan, Sullivan, Lone Again, Naturally, which really wasn't in an AOR format. And uh, the, the worst one I remember, I don't know if you ever did those hours, but if you do those hours, they really, people who work nights can tell you this. You just, you're so drained. And uh, one, one uh, time I was on the air, it was daylight savings time. So when it hit 2 a.m., it went back to 1 a.m., so I was on the air for five hours. Wow. You're talking about a drag. Oh, yeah. Well, that was back in the day when they actually had somebody in on the overnights. By the time I got into radio, they went to uh, uh, recorded shows Yeah. And, and could save money on not hiring somebody to actually be there. Right. Well, when I when I was first hired, I actually went to uh, radio and TV broadcasting at my community college, which I quit because they wouldn't let me read the news on the radio station, and the signal went out to the uh, parking lot. So I quit after three semesters and went to uh, L.A., which is 40 miles from where I grew up, and started doing stand-up and ended up getting hired at KLOS Radio, which the first thing they teach you is... Don't ever think you're going to go to L.A. or New York or Chicago. You're going to have to start out, like, in Synagogue, Iowa. <laughs> a little bit of heaven right here on Earth. Yeah, a slice. A slice of heaven, I prefer. Anyway, so uh, I, uh, I, you know, I got hired. But one of the things I did accomplish in college was I got my FCC license, which we had to take the test and study the test. And we went to downtown L.A. and we got the... We all passed it, or I passed it. I don't remember if everybody did. So when I first get to KLS Radio, I'm all excited. I said, well, here's my FCC license. And they said, ah, you don't need any more. Reagan got rid of it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that wasn't anything I had to do. Did you have to pay for that well, license? Well, I'm sure, but it wasn't that much. I was paying $9 a semester to go to community college on a full boat. So that was back then. This is 79, 80, 80, 81. Where the signal went a little further than the parking lot, I bet. No, it, it went to the parking lot, and the guy turned me down, and I said, you know, this is kind of the whole reason I'm here, is to learn radio, and I can't even get on your crappy little station. I'm sorry, your number two station. Uh, 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 you cleaned it up again. That's great. You see how I cleaned it up? Uh, because I know uh, I, I, I worry about your sponsors. I know you've got Java Joe's Bagel Bakery is one of your big sponsors in the entertainment group. And then, of course, Lou, Lou, uh, Lou Spivitz uh, Animal Rescue. Seipold. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's never going to really save me any time or my life. 
to know how to pronounce his last name. Right, but if he were listening right now, there would be hell Look, to pay. He probably is. Uh, you know, he's right now going, how did Dave Johnson get that job? I should be doing that podcast. That's how he is, Dave. So remember that when you meet Lou. Okay. Very vindictive. Hey, Bob. Very uh, vindictive. Wh- and uh, a lot of people don't know how much plastic surgery he's had. Hey, when, when was the first time you ever uh, did a show in Iowa? Oh, you know, I, I'm sure I'm sure it was somewhere like uh, the Quad Cities or something like that. But first time I came to Des Moines, Keith West hired me. I think it was in 19, 1998 and uh, 99, and I played the Valair Ballroom. And he spent, this was his first production. Boy, did he lose a lot of money on that. If you ever want to piss him off, just go ahead and bring that up to him. The Valair Ballroom. So I've seen a good many shows there. I've done a few many shows there. You know, I think the Bob and Tom Tour actually did a show there. The Surf Ballroom is the best one to do one at, up in Mason City, Clearwater. Yeah. I, re- I remember we couldn't get you on the plane after the show. <laughs> no, and uh, it worked out for me. I'm not a not the big bumper. Right. But that that's really cool because they have the actual phone that then they have a plaque saying this is the last phone call Buddy Holly ever made was from this payphone. I, I yeah, then, they do. They've got that there, and they've got a uh, a memorial uh, at the site of the crash. I went out there. I took my nieces to see it. So. Yeah, they could go back to well, New York and say they saw something uh, significant. Well, the interesting thing about that phone booth, and a lot of people don't know this, you have to look at the really small print, and it says Buddy still owes the phone company thirty-five cents. Ah, uh, we Not gotta really. get, we gotta but get look, that. Here's the point, <laughs> Bob. Let me ask you something. Outside yeah. of that uh, tragedy we we're talking about. Uh, you may or may not know this, but another famous celebrity died in a, uh, and a lot of people don't know this, but a famous celebrity also died here in Iowa in a plane crash. Uh, it occurred in Newton, Newton, Iowa. And can you tell me who that was just in the... Uh, what inter- year was it? Uh, uh, 68, I want to say, Six. 1968. And they were famous and they died in Newton, Iowa. In a plane crash. Oh, because I've done a show in Newton, Iowa, and I died there. <laughs> See that? I think we've all, we can all say that. We can all say is that. Newton Boston? is a tough town, you know, and especially if Fig isn't around. Because yeah. they, don't, they don't come together. Okay. Look. Uh, I, you know what? I, I'm not, I was going to say, uh, no, I don't know who. Dave, I think you know. Uh, uh, is it Rocky Graziano or Marciano? Marci- Rocky Marciano. Rocky Marciano. He was flying, he in, flying into Des Moines to uh, go to a dinner, a banquet, and be the uh, guest of honor. And actually, uh, you remember uh, our friend Willie Farrell? Yeah. Willie Farrell's brother also died in that plane crash, and he was the uh, he flew out to to pick Rocky uh, Marciano up wherever it was he was at, 
and they were returning to Des Moines, Willie's brother had handled all the, you know, the negotiations as far as getting them there. So, yeah. unfortunately, we, we lost uh, the undefeated uh, heavyweight champion, the pilot, and Willie's brother. So it was a wow. But it's you know the 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 thing is like I said there are a lot of people leave it here in Iowa that don't remember that they all seem to remember the Buddy Holly uh, plane crash but they don't remember uh, losing Rocky Marciano. Well, Bob, we're about out of time. We got a couple minutes. Is there anything else you want to tell everybody? Well, uh, I just think that listen to Lou and, and Dave. I mean, round guy and Dave, because he sounds like Lou. No, I'm Heather. I'm Heather. You guys are doing a great job. Uh, of course, I'm on the Twitter, at Bob Zaney, Zaney Bob on the Instagram. And I'm all over the place, so you can just Google me. But go to uh, Dry Bar Comedy and check out my special on YouTube, the most sarcastic comedian. You know, they rebranded and just put it up like four weeks ago, and it's at over 700,000 views. Holy, you've been busy. I, I, I don't do anything. People just watch it. But anyway, there you have it. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate you having me on the show. I wish you the best of luck. And next time I'm in Iowa, I'll, I'll hopefully we'll all work together and see each other. You can bring me Maybe that we'll box of... together a Bob's Any Round Guy show. The uh, box of Fleer baseball cards. Well, let's think about that. I didn't know you were that interested. I'm, ser I'm very serious. We're going to call you here after we get off this, uh, the uh, show. Okay. Well, thanks, okay, Bob. Good. See you, Bobby. You See guys are the best. Baby. <laughs> thanks, Bob. You're saying that because it's true. I am uh, interested in that box of I'm Fleer sure baseball cards. I had sold or given away well, we all the, all the uh, baseball cards that I collected. That's what brought me back into it. The Billy Ripken error card. Billy Ripken error card. Are we still on? Are we off? That was good. Uh, are we off? We're on for now. I'd like to uh, tell you about what I've been doing during COVID and my benches and stuff. Let's talk about your benches. These are quite cool. So, uh, you know, last year without having much to do and anything, I kind of uh, started working on these benches and I've come up with a bench business called Beyond Beautiful Benches. And, uh, and they are. I'd like to show you a couple of them here if I can get the TV. So this is... Uh, well, there's the GMC one. Here's a really nice one we got from. Uh, I think I'm gonna shut the phone off there. Oh, it just says rotate your phone. Okay, there we're back. There you go. Boy, that was it. Been a while since we had a technical difficulty. So we were due for one. Can you see it? Anyway, this is one I made. You know, with kind of a uh, tulip time in mind. I can't hardly see them. This is a tulip time. This is a, like a GMC tailgate I made. This is a, this is one of the wood ones. We got a another tailgate here. I don't know how good we're seeing them, but anyway, I've got them. They're for sale, and uh, I think we're gonna take a break, come back with the news, and do another segment. Thanks for watching. We'll be back in a little bit.